This week on the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, you just booked a show or a tour, we run down everything you need to do immediately once that show is confirmed. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need Subscribe to Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. You got Mike. You got Jay. We're flying solo this week, probably next week, mainly because I'm in the process of moving. Next Tuesday, I'm moving. So things have been greatly dismantled and <laughs> I have no idea. Like yesterday I had to upgrade my router and it brought down my internet for three hours. And Jay, you had mm, internet hell with your yep. provider yesterday. Yep. And um, when I get to my new place on Tuesday, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Don't know. So Fingers we, crossed. We, we didn't want to bring guests in when we were playing this unknown, what our connections and availabilities were going to be like. So you got us this week and next week for sure. But then once, once the move is done, we'll get back to guests. Um, real quick. We want to just give a big shout out to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and bands in town and uh quick congratulations to bands in town on 80 million users. Yeah, that's up over 10 million users since from last year. year. Yeah, that's crazy. Congratulations. Congratulations, uh, guys. We say it all the time. If you're not using bands in town, you're not you're serious about this. No. 80 million music fans who are interested in touring are using bands in town around the world. Yeah. Um, and of course, thank you to our sponsor, discmakers.com. If you're a musician and you've been thinking of launching your next album as digital only, Disc Makers has created an offer just for you. Get 100 CDs and custom printed jackets for just $149. At this price, there's no risk to try CDs. CD jackets are lightweight and perfect for mailings, selling at shows, and are easy to hand out as demos. They're also a great way to bond with your fans while making some extra gig revenue. Our friends at Dismakers are the place to go for your physical media, including custom vinyl manufacturing and USB drives. So head over to discmakers.com and get yourself 100 CDs and custom printed jackets for just $149 for a limited time. So this week is going to be kind of a, a very direct and to the point topic. It's something that I deal with all the time. Jay, you deal with all the time. I think everybody deals with this all the time. You just booked a single show, a weekend of shows, a week of shows, or a full tour. Doesn't matter. You booked a live performance. What's the next thing? What are the next things you should do once you've booked that show? I can't tell you how many times I go to artists and it's like oh yeah the press release says the tour has been announced but the dates aren't up here they aren't over there they're different on this platform than they are on this platform mm -hmm. um you know things are scattered and all over the place and i don't know it's one of the pet peeves that just drives me 
crazy when I'm dealing with potential clients, clients, even bands I'm just a fan of. It's just yeah. like, come on. We know today your bread and butter is live performance. 100%. Not, ju- not just the, the potential pay from the performance, but the selling of CDs, merchandise, everything else, gathering fan emails and all this other stuff. It's so important that it cannot be neglected. So we thought today, let's do a really simple, here are the things you need to do as soon as you book a show. Yeah. And, and I will start with, and kind of alluded to this right at the beginning, you need to be on bands in town. Now I will make, I will add to that. There's three platforms you better be set up and familiar with using for tour dates. Go grab your profile on bands in town. Just go to the manager's page on bands in town. You're going to log in with a Facebook account if you want, and you go claim your artist profile. Cause I can guarantee you your artist profile is out there. It's already been created and there's probably already fans following it. You're just not updating it. You have to do the same thing on song kick. Go to the, I think it's called song kick toolbox. Go claim your artist profile on Songkick. Songkick is very similar to Bands in Town. The critical difference is Songkick is where you put your tour dates to get them listed on Spotify. So you've got people going to your Spotify profile and you want your tour dates up there. They are controlled by you putting that information into your Songkick profile. And the third place are Facebook events. And people might go, oh, it's Facebook. I understand it. But trust me when I say Facebook moves around. Where do you gain access to Facebook events? And where do you put that information? And it changes all the time. So bands in town, song kick, Facebook events. Make sure before you even book that first show or tour, You've already got access to those things. You don't want to be scrambling an hour before a tour announcement to get access and do all this stuff. Yeah. So go get those. You need those three. That's it. That's all that. If you manage those three, you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Um, and it's something you should write down. <laughs> Just you have to cover those basics. I think the other thing as you're setting up, for live dates, someone is going to ask you, hey, we want to do a story about this, or the venue might want to post it on their socials or whatever. Do you have a current photo? Sounds ridiculous, but do you have a current band photo with the right members in it that you're, you know, that's approved that you like? Do you have a, you don't necessarily have to have a press release, but you should definitely have a bio. You should have some basic information. And then one thing that I sort of learned from you, Mike, because you've, you've worked on the venue side, um, which a lot of people haven't. And just that relationship between touring or performing artists and having that relationship with the venue. Some venues are really good about having a a checklist that they'll give you of here's local radio stations and TV stations that might talk to you. And here's some local things to do and ways to promote. And here are the sizes of the banners that we use on our website. And I guess it comes down to planning, 
But something that you and I had talked about when you were, you know, working with a venue is that you need to make sure that you're having communications with that venue and it's a collaboration that you're giving yes. them every tool that they could possibly need to promote the show and that you are driving traffic via your email list, your socials. And I think before you can even do that, you have to have that approved image. Maybe you have a banner set in the sizes for, you know, the different Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, those types of things. But I think, I guess what I'm saying to encapsulate it all is just planning and making sure that you don't ignore the fact that these venues are your partners. Yeah. So what I would, what I would add to that is set yourself up with, it could be a Dropbox folder. It could be an iCloud folder. It could be any of these shared services. Put a folder in there and label it assets for promoters. And in there, always make sure you've got one or two current photos, a vertical and a horizontal oriented photo, a um, couple logos, logos that have transparent backgrounds that work on white and work on black, um, a Word document, that's basically, yes, uh, a, a paragraph bio about the band and and maybe even include um, an MP4 of, of your latest music video that they can download if they want to use it. Then with that, as soon as that show is booked, either you've booked it yourself or you've had an agent or a manager book it, request the name and email and phone number of the venue contact the promoter at the venue 99% of the time that's not going to be passed along to you you need to ask for it who do I contact at the venue and they'll give it to you it's there you just got to ask for it as soon as you get that send the email out that says hey this is Mike from the band the music biz weekly podcast we're got it we just confirmed our show there for next September we're really excited. We're looking forward to making this a great success for all of us involved. Um, here is a shared folder of our assets. So that way you can make sure all promoters are using the same stuff. And then here are all of our links. Here's our website, our Facebook page, our Facebook group, every one of these links. And then you might even go, here's three current videos, live and music videos that you can use as well. And then end it with, what can we create for you to help you promote the show? Yeah. Send that off. It's almost the same letter you would send everybody. It's a copy and paste. And that opens up the communication with yeah, and the, the collaboration. Venue. Yeah. The collaboration. If you get no reply, Go back to your agent or manager and say, hey, I've got no reply. Can you nudge them? Yeah. It's not because they're ignoring you. They're probably just slammed busy. But yeah. do that. Once you get the reply, now what can we make you? Do you want memes? Do you want custom videos of me? Shout out for your shows, whatever it might be. Um, so create that shared folder of these assets. And remember to keep that fresh and current. So you're not sending out assets from two years ago when band members have changed, logos have changed, bios have changed. Keep that fresh and current. Yeah. Just 
paste that link and send it out to everybody. Yep. So now, now, now you, you've, you've got the show, you've got the account set up for your tour dates, you've got your contact information. So now what do you do? Well, the first thing you have to also ask where, wherever the date got booked, whether it came through an agent manager venue, what is the ticket link? That is the most important thing. Ask them for the direct link to buy tickets. If they don't have it or don't get back to you, it's easy enough to do a little digging and you'll find it yourself. Go yep. to the venue's page, click their ticket page, and maybe your may, maybe your show isn't set up yet, so you can just send a you can use the link to the overall ticket landing page. But you want something because when you add your tour date to all of these other platforms we've already mentioned, there's a field for tickets. And believe me, it's it's almost incredibly stupid to post and announce a show and not have a link for people to go buy tickets. Got to make it easy. You got it. You don't want the fan to have to figure out where to go find the tickets or to run an errand. Okay. You know, so you'll lose. So them. get that. Get that ticket link. Now you've yeah. got the basic information. Yeah. yeah. Now somebody has to sit down and go to Bands and Town Song Kick and Facebook events and enter the show. And you enter that ASAP unless there's a, a um, date and time where it's you're waiting for it to be Doing announced. An announcement, you know, maybe. You know, big, big, bigger bands with bigger tours. Oh, yeah, we're announcing it in three weeks, whatever. So you can gather all the information. You can get it ready. Maybe you can enter stuff and keep it as drafts. But enter that information. And the basic information you're just going to need is show date, show time. And I would always encourage you put down when the doors open, not when you hit the stage. Because if you put down the date, the time you hit the stage, people might go, oh, well, they're not going to be on for two hours after that. So I'll show up later. No, put the day, the time the doors open. Yeah, um, that's pretty standard. You'll, you'll, you'll need the venue, the city, the state, um, and a ticket link. Yeah. Some of them will give you the opportunity to put in event posters, which is another in item you could start working on now. You can ask the venue a lot of times venues will create uh, a poster for your show or you can create one and it's very simple it's you know city state date time venue ask the venue for their logo and create your own little instagram square size meme that's basically your own ad mat whether it's for one show or an entire tour yeah and now you've got that information. Get those dates put on there. Yeah. I forgot to mention when you set up those first first three outlets, Facebook events, bands in town, and song kick, grab the the tour dates embed code from bands in town and embed that on your website. So now you never have to worry about asking your web developer to add the new tour dates. As soon as you add the tour date to bands in town, because you've embedded their tour date code on your website, your website is fresh and current with it the populates. tour dates. Yeah. It's right there. It's got the ticket link. It's got everything you need right there. Yeah. That is the most crucial thing you can do. Nobody, and I mean, this is promoters, managers, venues, 
Nobody wants to book a show. And then two weeks later going, ah, how come you guys haven't added the tour date yet? We, we're not selling any tickets. Oh, well, we can't figure out who's got access to the account or this guy is on vacation. No, you got to get those tour dates added. Trust me when I say people in the industry will go look. Yeah. They will go look and go, okay, did they add the tour dates? Are they promoting this tour? Yes. Great. Yeah. No, it's, we got a problem. Yeah, it's super important. And then the, the only thing I would add to that is when you find out who your contact is at the venue, and it's typically some type of manager, you know, stage manager, venue manager, they can also help you with just the overall planning. And I, I typically like to keep a little notebook of all the different dates and, and who the contacts are. And then you want to know, like, when is load in for us? When is yep. our sound check? Is there any backline things that we need to worry about? Do they have their sound man? Am I using my sound man? Just kind of the logistics of the venue, because sometimes it varies. And invariably, you're going to get there and go, oh, we can't load in for another two hours. You know, like what? If you plan ahead and you reach out to these people and you keep it in a, in a notebook or a Google Doc or however you want to do it, then however many dates you have, you're way out ahead going, oh, I know we arrive at this time. We can grab a bite to eat. We're going to do our sound check. We don't go on until this time. You'll have everything organized and you won't panic when you roll into a new town. Yeah, it, it's called advancing the gig. And depending on how big you are as an artist, you might have somebody whose job is just to do tour production, tour management for you. Somebody else is doing your marketing. Um, whoever's in charge of managing your show whether it's the lead singer or whether it's your brother or whether it's a, a manager, a production manager, they need the contact information so they can call and advance that gig. So they can find out, is the stage big enough for all your gear or do we have to strike some of our gear for this show because we can't right. fit it all? Um, how many other support bands are there going to be? Oh, there's four support bands. Where's everybody going? You know, Yes, you need to advance that gig, make the contact as early as possible. They may not be ready to start working with you on that gig, but at least you've made the contact and they know you're ready to work with them yeah. as soon as they are ready to start working your show. Yeah. Um, that's that that is so critical. You again, you don't want to even the biggest touring artists who have tour managers and production managers, they'll spend weeks in advance of a tour advancing every single date and confirming, you know, is the stage big enough? Is it deep enough? Is it wide enough? Is the ceiling high enough? Are there restrictions on pyro? Are there restrictions on lighting? Do we have to supplement lighting? Do we have to bring our own monitors? But they do they have my all of these can vary from venue to venue to venue and never assume just because whoever booked the show asked and they said, Oh yeah, you're fine. You'll be fine. Never show up assuming you're just going to be fine. Yeah. Cause yeah. the show may be a complete disaster. If you found out you were supposed to bring all your own monitors cause they don't provide monitors. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just comes down to just planning planning and every live band that I've ever worked with 
you know, they carry two of everything on the road because stuff breaks. But if the more you plan, the better things are going to be. And, and I'd like to add to the discussion uh, a point that a lot of people miss. And I know you, Mike, working uh, on both the venue and artist side, you know how important this is, is, you know, after you've been paid and you're loaded out and you leave, it's not really over because at some point you're probably going to want to play that venue again. Maybe you'll want a better slot during the show. Maybe you want to come back to that city again. That relationship with that venue is critical. So you need to keep all of that information that you learn from that show, keep all of that, but also reach back out to that, that stage manager or that person that booked them, thank them and say, Hey, we'd like to come back. We had a great time. You guys, you, are the you, best. You, you, you did a great job mixing us last night. You, you did an awesome job with our lights. Hey, you have the most professionally run stage crew we've ever worked with. And listen, whether it's true or not, doesn't matter. <laughs> Say it, make these people, because remember those venue crew guys have probably been there hours before you got there. They've been there all day. So, thank them because they're, they're the ones that will sit down with the general manager afterwards and go, these guys were dicks. Yeah. Let's not have them them. back. Never book them again. Or they're going to say, these guys were a dream to work with. And you know, it's not unheard of tip, tip the guy who did lights, give him a $20 bill. Thank you. You know, it's not, not required, but thank him. Hey, thanks a lot. Or, you know, can I buy you a beer? Can I, whatever, I, you know, go it goes a long a way, little, right? A little extra mile yeah. because, you know, it's not just the, the, the bar staff and the wait staff that have a lot of input here. It's, it's the guys who are helping you unload your van and moving your gear onto the stage and getting you off the stage. And it's the, the monitor guy that they provide and it's the light guy and it might be the, the sound guy. You know, they all can significantly impact your ability to play there again. Yeah, absolutely. And we had a a gentleman that booked the uh, Brooklyn Bowl on the podcast a while back. And I remember one of the things that we talked about was that even if a band doesn't sell out, but if they do well, but even if they don't sell out, if they're cool people and they help drive traffic and they do all the things that we just talked about, those are the first bands that they want to have back in the venue. And if you, even if you sell it out, but you don't treat people right and you don't have a good relationship with you, they they don't may not necessarily have you back. So it's really important to not just think about the prep, but also after the show, keeping that relationship alive. Yep. Yep. And, and, and what I would then add is now you've announced the show, you've contacted the venue, you've done your advancing, and maybe the show's not for another six to eight weeks. You still have to market and promote. Every week you should be doing something, another graphic, another meme, and send this stuff to the venue. Because remember, venues have their own social networks. They may or may not use your stuff. Don't get pissed if you send them this stuff and they never post anything. That's on them. But what you are showing the venue is that you guys are out front and you are doing everything you can 
to promote and market this show. I sent you graphics, new graphics every week that you're welcome to use. I cut new videos. Yes, we used them on our own band social networks, but here you can also post this to the venue if you want. Um, you know, do they have an email? Does the venue have an email list? Offer to maybe create an email for them and send them the HTML or the assets and say, here, if you'd like, you can use this stuff to email your list. You've got to keep promoting all the way up to show time. And, and especially, so, and there's two periods that are the most important. The show announcement and that week of the show announcement, that's where your diehards are going to be like, yeah, we're getting in on this. And then the last week before the show. Everything in between there, there's not a lot of people going out and buying stuff, you know, four to six weeks out, but you still want to market again to show that you're doing this. But that last week, be ready to do something every day, the last week of that show. We're coming in three days. We're coming in two days. We're in the bus. We're heading, we're in the, you know, we're loading the van up. We're heading to, you know, Los Angeles tomorrow. We're excited. We're on the road, stopped at a rest stop. Anything to talk about the show, to remind people that, yeah, you were interested in seeing us eight weeks ago, but nobody buys tickets that far out. Don't forget. So how do you remind them? By talking every single day. We're going to be there tomorrow. We're here today. We're loading in right now. It's still not too late to go get your tickets at the venue box office or online. You've got to do that ongoing. The worst thing you can do is never post your tour dates and never talk about the show. You can almost be guaranteed the turnout will suck and you'll never get another return date. And, and you know, I'm sure people are like, who does that? Trust me. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised who does that. And I'm not yeah. talking just small, unheard of garage bands. I've yeah. seen some major artists where you're just like, I didn't, I didn't know about this show. And, and, and wasn't, you know, bands in town just announced a press release where there was a survey of a couple thousand fans. And the number one reason fans go to shows is because of fandom, because they're a fan. And to this day, I'll hear it as an example, promoting Wasp. You know, we promote Wasp tour and dates everywhere, everywhere. And yet we will still get a post every once in a while by a Wasp fan on on Facebook going, man, this upcoming U.S. tour, I wish they would play Nashville. I'm like, they just played Nashville last fall. I didn't know. You know, that's the, that's the frustration is even everything you do, there's still people who are like, I don't know. I never heard about it. It didn't, yeah. didn't make it into my feed. Um, that's why you got to keep pounding people that you've got shows coming up. Yeah, Just good keep, stuff. keep doing it. It's, it's not difficult work. And you can basically create yourself a checklist out of everything we just outlined here. 
And you can use the same checklist for every single show announcement and everything that you've got. Just copy and paste it, checked off, done, 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 done. Now you can rest easy. You've done your job to promote the show. Um, all right. Um, Good stuff. Hopefully that, 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 that helps some of you out there who've got shows or tours. Um, once again, we just want a big shout out and thank you to uh, Hypebot and Bands in Town for all your support. And of course, our sponsors, DiscMakers.com. We greatly appreciate everything you do. Uh, that's it. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We may or may not be here next week, depending on how well We'll the move goes and whether the internet service is working at the new place. Um, (laughs) That's it. We'll see you later. Professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.